2: Welcome to a live back, edition of the Guard Report. We're back. It's been a couple weeks here. We've been chilling, I think, gratefully, because this season's at training camp one week from tomorrow. Josue Pavone by my side, John crazy, on Patriots dude. tonight. What you can we go check tomorrow? out the Patriots post game that just went off the air. Uh, that's available on demand at Patriots Press Pass. The Patriots won, which is good. And we've been enduring a ton of losing in Boston. Uh, it'll be the summer between the Pats' awful training camp and the Red Sox. I was at Fenway yesterday hey, covering hey, 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 them.
1: That was a good game, all right? that's a good game against the Steelers, all right? Them, come on. Let them have that all one,
2: all right? They can have that one. Celtics are hopefully <laughs> going to be back, boosting everyone's spirits a week from now. But instead of sunshine, optimism and uh, hype, the hype getting the hype train going into this season, with Grosbeck on the Boston Globe. I get an interview with Adam Himmelsbach and really ramp back expectations going into the season. I don't know if anyone got to read that. It dropped pretty late on Friday. I did a little video of it over on Celtics All Access. I gave some of my thoughts on it and frankly, surprising statements from Wick in my mind. And listen, I get it. He's trying to beat these guys and make sure that they don't rest on the NBA Finals trip last year, or, you know, make make it seem like they're just going to appear year back there because they were a year ago but I found like the way he kind of dug into the expectations that they had pretty interesting a uh, few of the quotes here uh, the other side of the coin he said it was thrilling being with the Celtics throughout the run but the other side of the coin is that I think we overrated I think that performance was a bit overrated in the public mind and because I'm the one saying it we were a finalist and two wins away from winning it but when you look back Brooklyn was a tough series then we had to go seven games with the Bucks and Heat. Then we lost to Golden State. So we're not the hands down team to repeat as Eastern Conference champions. I think we're a quality team. Goes on to say they lose Gallinari. They're in the mix, like five enders in the East, uh, but they are not the clear cut favorite. Said so he doesn't want to overrate the Celtics going into this season. I gave my thoughts already, as I said, in that Joe Sway. Like, why would he say something like that going into camp?
1: I think he's keeping it 100. I think he's keeping it honest, Bobby. I don't know. I I don't look at it as a a, a diss. I I think he's letting these guys know, hey, mentally, be prepared because, one, you're going to be the hunted team now, right? You're the the team that won the East. All the teams are going to be headed for you. You're going to get the best effort every single night. And let's face it, Bobby, the Eastern Conference is is a lot more competitive. I mean, it's been competitive since last season, and it's only going to stay that way because teams have only – either brought back their same players or they have read up, you know, they've, they've improved. So I think he's preparing his, his team for that. Now he also, again, keeping it a hundred. It's true, Bobby. I mean, look, they went game seven. I, okay. The only caveat is the Nets matchup. I don't think it was necessarily as close as something's <laughs> fight in game seven against the Milwaukee Bucks and game seven against the Miami heat. Let's face it. The Miami heat. I mean, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, they weren't healthy. You know, they were missing their all-star and that's a big impact on both ends of the floor in Chris Middleton, right? So I think if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, you're thinking, look, we should be one of the favorites or at least we're very competitive. We're very confident that we can come back and, and beat the Celtics and-, and they're not the only team thinking that. So I think Wick is just letting everybody know or-, or at least saying like, hey, look, I've seen this before. You know, you guys have never been in this position where you're the the hunted, the the, the Eastern Conference champs, the, the-, the team that everyone's going to try to, you know, show out and say, look, they're not as good as everyone says they are, you know? So I think that's a, that's what Wickham is fairly doing. And I think he's also, again, being transparent with his thoughts, saying, look, luck is part of it, right? Every team that goes to the final, they have to have a little bit of luck. But he's just reminding them, he's reminding everyone that, look, the Celtics fell in line the same, uh, uh, the same line as a lot of these teams out there, right? Game sevens, competitive, uh, co- consecutive game sevens in, in the postseason. And, and, and things could have went either way in, in both of those instances.
2: Yeah, you put it well. I'm not trying to do that in some manipulative way. You said it's how I feel. I wouldn't pick anyone ahead of us. I, like I don't think we've is. got smooth sailing ahead. Yeah, it was well said. And I think it's true, too. When I look at the East, if you're going to ask me to stack it up right now, I don't think they're the favorites. You know how I feel about the Bucks, Joe Sway. I have a lot of respect for that, Done that the Celtics turned around that series and credit to them. The Middleton thing, you can say it all day long, but that's what happens in the playoffs. Guys get hurt you get the benefit of that or you get destroyed by that. And that's just how it goes. Every team that makes the championship gets some kind of break. Look at the Warriors. I thought the Warriors had a really in the West and they end up being the fresher team getting to the finals. That was a real factor there. When you look back at the routes that the Celtics and Warriors took to the finals. Uh, so the path was tough. I think it's going to be even tougher this year coming out of the East. You got the Cavs. The team, I always forgets the Raptors, they were really good last year, and again, I said on the show the Raptors would have been Robin tougher Potter. round one. There
1: you go, <laughs> go. that's Canada player, I was that Canadian player, I know you got it back there somewhere. Where is it? At? You
2: look at that net series, and it was decided by 4.5 points per game, so all four of those games in the sweep were pretty close. Uh, so this is a point of reality from Wick's standpoint, and then. I think we forget, too, just how injured the Heat were. It, Tucker was hurt from like the jump in that series, didn't show it. Ends up going down a couple games in with that hamstring. I don't think Jimmy was ever fully right in that series. And I, I believe there were a couple others in that one. couple breaks there. You might not get those this time. And, of course, with Danilo Gallinari going down, the Celtics already caught a bad break to start this season, which – I think happen, happened, and we're all in vacation mode, and it's August, and there's not much going on. When it happened, it was like, oh, oh, no. Like, just seeing it, and then there was that little point of relief, like, oh, it would just be a couple months there. But then it turned back, and the Celtics haven't ruled him out, but I'd be surprised if he plays this year. So, they're looking at not having one of their key two additions at all for pretty much most of this, unless they make a
1: really deep run. Yeah, I mean, postseason, at somewhere at that point, maybe he tries to make a comeback, but you know, how much of an impact he's going to make, I mean, we, we don't know. It's just it's an unfortunate story, but we're going to have to see how the something to have to make up for that because I have to go into the season. I mean, a, a lot of us are going into the season thinking he's going to be in this rotation no matter what, one way or another. So that's essentially losing a rotation player where you can open up a spot for somebody else, but you're still losing that production. Like, who are some of the players that you have in mind? Because I don't know, Bobby, a lot of these people talking about, you know, the younger guys stepping into that position or – Who's going to take that spot? I mean, who who are, who are some of the people that you think could could you know come up on those Gallinari minutes right now?
2: It's got to be Hauser, right? He's the only guy on the roster. Darren Neesmith's gone. You could do some three-guard lineups, which I bet they're going to do, uh, especially as they try to put more onus on Rob to step up this year because he probably played close to third year. When the Celtics lost the finals, he may – and I know he was asked about it, but Rob was really- – Really the first guy you may look to when he was talking lineup and coming back better and uh, taking on more, more of a load being sh- stronger being healthier i think i remember opening day against the knicks 44 minutes and our heads were spinning because we never saw him do anything like that they really pushed him last year to become a more uh, not only reliable center but uh, sustainable So when we talked about gallinari he was probably going to be playing mostly four and minutes at the five so he wasn't Here last season, so on the same guys, right? Horford, Rob, and Grant, who was great last year. But the goal this season was to ease back on the minutes on guys a little bit, right? Jared Weiss reported that they were going to have a back-to-back system where he doesn't play and a little bit more load management for Horford. He's now, what, 35? So Hauser's going to be the key for that, right? They love him. They gave him a multi-year deal he was awesome see, i don't
1: it. i don't know if that's the move bobby i don't know if that's the guy who you just want to throw in there and if he's going to be ready for that position because that's a big spot you know that's a huge spot and, and it's going to be interesting to see how they address that because maybe there's some other guys in the front court you know a lot of the players are going to be competing for a, a roster spot you know maybe someone like that who who can who can give you some depth in the front court and relieve guys like rob williams and, and or, or grant williams someone like grant could, could you know grab some of the, some of that uh, some of the, some of those minutes, if he's if he's able to take his game to another level, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen, but I don't know if someone like Sam Hauser would be a, a shoe in to grab that spot, or even someone like Luke Cornett. Now, Luke Cornett could make a a jump, he could earn that spot, but I'm not quite sure if if uh, someone like Hauser, because again, it, it's a it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to ask for somebody to to be a consistent uh, threat offensively. That's essentially what he would have to be in order to get that spot, right? Someone that and he may rely on for offensive production. You know, and, maybe not in double double uh, double figures every single night, but someone that can be consistent off the bench.
2: And he's gonna part. have, he's gonna have to earn Eme's trust, which is difficult. Eme uh, went with a tight rotation last year, and he had his six, seven, eight guys that he trusted, Perfect. and everybody else in the bottom half of this rotation, which included Hauser and Cornette, Right now, they had Daniel Tice right. last season, so he was in the role that these two guys are going to be battling for here. Uh, but that's so a real about, loss because.
1: What about Pritchard though? Like, how does he get in there? Right? Is he is he in this rotation? I mean, he's gonna have to fight for it too, right? Bobby? He's definitely not.
2: No, yeah, he he doesn't have any minutes as it stands right now. I think we that's can agree on spot. that. Yeah. yeah, just like last year, and he's a guy who, in his exit interview, said he wants to have minutes every night. He wants to have that ability to, you know, know that he's gonna play twenty minutes in the game and have this amount of shots and have that stability because I think that's where he. Thought he was for, uh, lost a little bit early last season and wasn't able to get his feet under him. And we all remember how much he struggled early in the year before he got going after that Schroeder trade. Now you like the guys who are in front of him a little more than Schroeder, but uh, he doesn't have a role right now. And I wonder if Derek White even has a role at this point because last season it was what smart playing 36 35 minutes throughout that postseason, and you know, White would sprinkle in a little bit behind him, and that was basically it. It was those two guys, man, in the backcourt. Pritchard would maybe play like 8 to 10 minutes. So is that what White's looking at at this point? Because backup wing's important to me, right? Brown gets a hamstring or something midway through the year. He needs a couple weeks or even just a night off here or there. They don't have a backup wing right now. And that was one of the things that Summer League Ime was talking about. You know, getting a shooter, getting a wing with size who can... Be consistent and reliable. And listen, I like some of the things Hauser did, especially in Maine. I wrote about for CLNS last week. He put up some amazing stats, not only from three where he was great. You know, he shot 43% from three his whole career through college, Maine, and in his spot Celtics minutes. Uh, but we haven't seen enough of it with the Celtics. I mean, I, I had like one game last year where he actually played extended minutes. It was that one against the Bucks where no one played in April. And that's pretty much all we have of either of these guys with the Celtics, save for like those cornet minutes after they traded for him two years ago.
1: Yeah, I just think it's a tough spot for him man, to, to expect him to, to step up there, but we'll see. I mean, we'll have to see how the training camp goes, obviously. Uh, the preseason, what may thinks. You know, that'll be interesting, but yeah, I, I just don't, sh- I'm not sure if you're just going to put Hauser into that spot. It's tough.
2: It is, especially with his defense, because that was the concern right in the draft he he doesn't get drafted at all you're talking about a guy who shoots 43 percent from three his whole life that guy's gonna get drafted unless he has a serious vulnerability on the other side of the ball and he evidently does like you watch some of the tape and he's opening his hips and guys are able to go past him, and he just can't keep guys in front of him which is the system right everybody switches everybody guards every position he can yeah. only really guard one position, and if it's it's only if it's the right matchup.
1: Yeah, that's why that's why I bring up Pritchard because he's gonna have to again, he's gonna have to prove himself again, right, to Emay, because he had to do that last year. Remember, it wasn't exactly in the rotation, but Emay him down the stretch of that regular season when he sort of, you know, he pulled back and he also put him back in when he didn't trust him during the postseason. But that's natural, you know. But is he gonna be able to take that next step this upcoming year? Right, it's gonna be his third season. It, it, offensively can he be someone that's consistent enough so that you can also rely on because he may also give him credit for for how he's done he, how he's um improved defensively because that's what essentially gets him on the floor but how is that going to mesh you know with limited minutes especially with Malcolm Brogdon being in the mix now so and we'll
2: are see. they big enough at that point right because they love being big last year two bigs on the yeah, floor for sure. two huge wings the huge point guard that was there mo last year that's what made yeah. them great that's what gave them an yeah, advantage no, for sure I, 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 I feel
1: like he's gonna have to be flirting with like 40 from from behind arc to get minutes I honestly do otherwise he might he, he could be traded you know he could be a trade chip. you know down the down the road but we'll see
2: well that's the question they're gonna have to ask with white too right because they gave up so much for him looking back on it richardson who i didn't love but that's a real starting level player in this league and you give up a first-round pick that became whatever, so that wasn't too important. But then you give up that 28th swap, which was tough. And Stevens even said right after they did it, that's the one you lose sleep over, giving up a pick like that. And I, I loved his defense. We And may said it all throughout the run. He does the little things, and he's passing, and he's moving, and he manipulates the defense. But he did really struggle offensively, especially in the finals after that big game one. And now, like I said, it's not even a slam dunk. You're talking about Pritchard, who I think has zero minutes. Why don't they only have like 10, 15-ish, 20 behind Brogdon and Smart? Because Brogdon and Smart are going to play a ton, right? They're going to close games.
1: I'd say 15-plus I say for sure. You know, I, I think that's someone that he may trust coming off the bench. But if he gets out to a cold start, I mean, yeah, he could lose minutes. But I, I... He's not going to have the ball. He's not gonna have the ball as much, but I think because of what he does defensively and because he could be someone that impacts the game in different ways, you know, I I, I can see him getting more minutes than Pritchard for sure. You know, Pritchard's gonna have to again, Pritchard's gonna have to really show what he can do offensively, and and if he can rely on him offensively, whereas I don't think that's necessarily the case with Dwight.
0: All right, quick pause to tell you about our exclusive wagering partners and one of our sponsors here at the Garden Report, Bet Online over at betonline.ag football is back and bet online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season find all of the latest football odds news and game matchups bet online is your continued source for all your wagering information including live betting free contests and live scores always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events including of course mlb mma tennis uh boxing and of course even golf you know you're going to have basketball and hockey coming around the corner as well so get ready for that use our promo code clns50 to receive your 50 welcome bonus on your first deposit once again that code is clns50 receive a 50 welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game
1: starts you know because yeah he's got i mean with derek because he's got other ways to be effective you know whether that's playing defense I know yeah, I swear, right. man, ever since the D White thing, I'm forever calling him Dwight. Like it's, just, it's so annoying. You remember the guard I mean, you know, doing our reports, like I, I almost I stopped myself so many times. He always he always laughed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we were we were we were live at like twelve thirty for those finals games. We're gonna be back to seven oh, o'clock man. starts. Uh, the orange is yeah. gonna be back, on, which on I'm excited Boston about. Time. Yeah, Yeah. we're right on time. I'll be going in on the Orange Line, which I think is going to be opening tomorrow. Uh, So we're going to be back to a little bit more normalcy soon. As we sit here on September 18th, regular season is one month away. 76 ers Celtics at the Garden is going to kick off the season in just one month. Uh, But I I think the state team, as we see it, is what we're going to get. We kicked around mellow. For a couple weeks there after Gallo got hurt. I know you and Max talked about it a little bit. That doesn't seem like it's happening. There's still a lot of veteran he's centers in the market, leader,
1: which is weird, man. You know you went to Syracuse, right?
2: I'd, I'd love him in the room. I'd love him to be on this team. I'd love to talk to him after games, but playing on this team, I don't know. Why not? He's never been a guy. He's never been a guy who, what, takes five shots? because What did Grant do last year? Five, six shots a game. All threes, hit them at a really, really high percent. Defend. That's what they need he'll a backup.
1: He'll he'll tenth about seven days. Oh,
2: he's gonna take 10 12 When he gets the ball, he's shooting it, even at this nice okay, roll right.
1: If you're gonna say the whole thing would just be like a distraction, you know, too much of a distraction. Okay, I'm I'll, I'll buy that. But in terms of what he can do on the court, still someone that can give you offense coming off the bench. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where if it doesn't work out, you know, you're not you know. You're not killing yourself over it. You're like, all right, well, you know, we gave it a shot. But then again, that is sort of a midseason, or I don't know. He'll you, be you know, He'll be out cool there. Right? If somebody, if somebody gets hurt, or you need someone yeah. else to come in there, so maybe, maybe it still happens. But I get it. I'm not, I'm not heartbroken over it. But it would have been, would have been cool. I, I, I think it would have been a, a, a good role for him right now. I, I it, def- it definitely,
2: it definitely would have been cool. I would have loved the story. He might be waiting for a role like that too on a team like this. You know, Miami gets yeah. an injury. He'll go there. Uh, exactly. The Clippers. Yeah. That's the, I mean. the Clippers already have a ton of guys, but right. that
1: might be what he's waiting for. Eventually, I think that's what happens. That phone's gonna yeah. ring mid-season when when someone goes down and uh, one of these teams that's striving for a for, for a championship is gonna gonna need that production.
2: Yeah, and he might need the time off. I, I know he's chilling. I know he's relaxing. He's he's getting up there, late thirties. He's been playing for a minute. This is gonna be his twentieth season in the NBA. I believe, him and LeBron in that 03 class. Uh, so
0: Crazy,
2: they've been going at it for a minute. I'd love him on Boston just to, like, have him on the team and see him around. And it'd probably be some value for a guy like Tatum and Brown, learning from him too um, in oh, practice sure. and going at it. So yeah. there's some benefits for sure. I just – is he ready to not play in a game if that's what Ime's game plan is that night? I don't know.
1: That's, what do you again, mean by that though? What do you, you think he's gonna pout? You think he's 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 gonna like like guys what, what wanna play.
2: I don't think guys like going to teams to sit on the bench and not play, unless you're a young guy like Hauser and Cornette, And that's probably why Did they look at
1: that's
2: know. probably why they look at these guys and say, like, all right, these guys can do what we need them to. Ten minutes if we need it, just give us those reliable couple of runs. And we'll run the starters. We have a young team. We have an athletic team. We'll still rely on those guys extensively. And if we really need it, we can go to Hauser and Cornet for a few minutes. Well, and yeah, if they well, need that's a sit, this, they've already done that. Right.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point, Bobby, because I, I think that's what this time of the season is all about. Let's see what you got. You know, let's see what our what our prospects look like. You know, what, what are they what, what kind of improvements they made during the offseason during the summer and which ones that we can plug into particular roles or maybe they can make the roster the final cut some guys are on the bubble so yeah i mean i again the whole distraction take i i can see that you know i didn't really think about that when this whole thing started and again i wasn't about the whole mellow thing until the until galonari got hurt some people were about mellow like weeks before yeah. galonari got hurt like, some people have been on that for guys. years yeah exactly people have been like yes this is the you know this is the offseason dude like everyone's been like especially the the, the metal fans uh, that are the Celtics fans as well so but um, but yeah, after Galnari went down, I, I it would have been would have been cool. But yeah, this is a good way to check your inventory if you're the sellers right now. Check check what you got, uh, you know, the G Leaguers and and see which ones who've uh, which ones have made the most significant strides, you know, up until this point. So
2: this is the conversation going to camp every year that becomes one of the biggest topics that doesn't ultimately end <laughs> up meaning that much. Is
1: someone hold on, who's going to be that last guy. Someone goes, Hauser over Melo is insane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, I can't seriously. put it that way. Like, you yeah, can't, you know.
2: I'm not going to say he's the best player in the world. He's going to be this awesome backup. But he shows up to the court, and he's shooting 43% from three. And that is a huge benefit to have. Can he do the other stuff? That's what we're going to see this preseason. This is a big preseason yeah. for him.
1: But also, You know, I'm looking at Cornet. Right. But well, this is also like okay, let's see what you got, and then if not, we're, we're gonna sub you out and, and bring in the veteran. So yep. it's a win win if you're the Celtics, right? So it's not one of those cases where. Yeah, then again, no, like no, you said, no, maybe you someone go, else signs yeah. Mellow, but if yeah. you, if you're the Celtics right now, you you are willing to take that risk. You know, if he goes elsewhere, then whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, we'll see.
2: I'm high on I think he can play some backup center minutes. Hauser, we'll see. He's got to do the other things, and you got to defend
1: on this team. Our, what do you think about the Brad Stevens? uh like on twitter <laughs> that's interesting. i love it doc brad was like never doc doc
2: anything was like anything on
1: twitter
2: doc was like in one thing brad was like in something else and i love what brad was like in the luke video <laughs> thrown down reverse slam off the crossover luke you, is you a good him. player yeah and yeah. He, his main numbers last year were awesome he's 7-2 i mean this guy is huge can fill the lane block In the pick and roll, he's gonna be good. He's gonna be solid. Can he beat Tice? I think he can, because Tice wasn't even that great last season. We'll see.
1: That's true. Because Tice has
2: a long NBA career. He just came runner up in the EuroBasket with Schroeder out there, so shout out to them for that. um Right. And
1: I just think think it's funny, man, because Brad, like, yeah, he's been on Twitter for what years now? He never likes anything, and then he likes, yeah, Cornet. I mean, it's good. It's a good endorsement, obviously, of all people. But uh he was uh, Rivers like on Twitter or not?
2: That's what I was saying. I, I <laughs> slipped it in. I don't think we need to go any further than that.
1: Uh <laughs> oh, I didn't hear there's some I guys hear at the it? I missed it.
2: <laughs> there's some guys at the bottom of the roster here who are interesting to me. Now are they gonna play? No. But who out of this group can come in, be a good body in practice? really give you a few minutes if some guys need a night off it's a rest night and maybe sneak into that backup wing conversation and that's where jake layman becomes a little interesting we broke the story that he's coming in here on the training camp deal
1: and he's a native massachusetts guy
2: from broke
1: that, bobby's report good stuff i i love it i love the signing but yeah go ahead sorry from rent can't can't shoot. You
2: look at his numbers from three, he's 30%. He has seasons that are worse than that. So this guy ultimately probably isn't going to factor in on this roster. He's just competing for a spot here. But he's 6'8", finishes around the rim. I think he was 7 inside last year with Minnesota. And he hasn't played a ton in his career with Portland and Minnesota. So maybe this is the spot where it works, but he's 27, 28 at this point. I don't know. I think this guy probably is what he is at this point. You got Bruno Caboclo, you got Noah Vonleh, Justin Jackson's in camp, which um, I think he was doing some other opportunities out there, and he chose to come back to the Celtics uh, after a you great summer league. The final, I don't
1: know summer, the final roster, though, he could make he a could. final roster. I don't. Like, I just don't know if I, he's I don't know gonna, know if he gonna play. An impact on the team. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's
2: true. So, yeah. so, I like Justin Jackson. Actually, he was amazing in summer league. And he was with the team briefly last year on one of those COVID emergency contracts. And he was awesome with B-League affiliate last year. Uh, So that's the guy I actually want to see how this group make it. Bruno, you're going to see Bruno playing the preseason, Josue, and he's going to look amazing. But uh, he's another floating around a bunch of teams to the start of his career and hasn't made it. Uh, So a lot of these guys that they're bringing in, Noah Fonley played in China last year. Boclo was in Brazil uh, these are guys who just have been in the nba for a minute and haven't really stuck on anywhere and there really aren't a lot of minutes for the celtics
1: together no there isn't but um we'll see which one stay around you know which one's going to be at the end of the bench um yeah I, I don't think it's it's one of those you know situations where one of these guys can crack the rotation but it's going to be that time of the year you know we'll see what, the, what they got we'll see what the celtics have moving forward and i just can't wait to see what kind of strides everyone else going to make right you know, at the preseason, when the season gets going, and you know, what's Rob going to look like? You know, what's his defense going to look like? You know, do they return to being a top-tier defense? I think they will, but how much of a, you know, defensive juggernaut are they going to be when you look at the way the regular season ended last year? You can't help but wonder if that if that carries over, so I can't wait.
2: What are your three biggest questions to start, camp? now that you say that? Because one of them for me is, how Smart going to look? Coming back off the
1: ankle, that's, yeah. A couple Say um,
2: so he's not quite a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, that's definitely up there. I think another question is is the guy I just mentioned, Rob. You know, how's he feeling? What, what does he look like? What's the eye test look like? I, I can't wait to see that. You know, because I I think this team can go can can be the top team in the East all year long if he's healthy. You know, if he's that guy all year long, then we're talking about the Celtics essentially again being a top two team in the East or, or essentially being at the top when the, when the season ends, which would be one heck of, a, of an accomplishment when you think about the, the competitiveness in the Eastern Conference. So that's another one. And I think my third question would be is, how will Tatum and Brown respond, you know, as a cohesive unit, you know? Uh, coming back from the NBA Finals and coming up short, I, I, I think both of them will t- can take their games to the next level, but how will that relate to one another? So those are probably my three questions right there.
2: Smart, Rob, Tatum, and Brown. I'm interested in when they're going, gonna have the final station because I thought that was another interesting thing smart said to me is they haven't talked as a team about the finals yet, which is understandable, I guess, because they were all on vacation. And they haven't really been until now. And everyone's back at training camp now ahead of the start next week. What kind of conversations need to be had? You love talking about a tough conversation between Brown and Tatum. Do any need to be had um, within this team about the finals and how it went and what they need to learn from it?
1: Just rehashing what went wrong, you know, just go going through it and, and going and, back
2: to the tape, you know, maybe, call,
1: maybe not even necessarily that, but just more like what you remember from it and 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 seeing if you can cut those mistakes out now, you know. I, I would, if I'm the Celtics, if you know, everyone that's been there, most of these guys are coming back. You you got to talk about that stuff, you know, talk about your feelings, talk about you know what what went wrong and what kind of habits that 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 they have to. Withstand throughout to make sure that that doesn't happen again, you know. So hopefully that does happen. Hopefully yeah. this trend—they're transparent about their feelings and how things went down last year because that's what a lot of these teams. I think it's going to be honestly, you know, Bobby, that's going to be something that um a lot of teams are going to be doing because look look around the Eastern Conference. I mean, some teams added a couple pieces here and there, but a lot of these guys—they they're, they're running it back, you know. They're they they got the same roster, they got the same fire, competitiveness, you know. That none of that's really gone out the window. It's not like a lot of teams out there are aging. You know, so I, I think if you're the Celtics, you have to um, think that you sort of have things on your side because you have the, uh, the, the 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 youth, you know, you're sort of a younger team compared to the other teams in the Eastern Conference with the top tier teams. And you got a brand new uh, weapon, six man, you know, slash a closer in, in Malcolm Brogdon. You know, that that's probably the biggest pickup or one of the biggest pickups out of those top teams in the Eastern Conference, you know, and the Celtics are are, are, are that team that made that move.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I guess the final one is Grant. So in the Celtics are in this negotiation extension. He's eligible. Uh, they can sign him and lock him up for three, four more years after this. I think is yeah, it would be four years max. And one of the reports that was out there during the summer that I don't think we got into was that that Keldon Johnson extension that he signed, four years, eighty million, could be kind of seen as a bar for Grant, which is, I think, crazy to think about that. <laughs> that Grant could be making twenty million a year, but you know, a guy who shoots forty percent from three, defended Giannis and yeah. Durant at a high level, it was a pseudo starter. You know, what's what's Smart making twenty million a year? I think Grant looks at it and is like, all right, I can defend Giannis you know and Durant.
1: Marks? Well, that's a little less, but not yeah, yeah, rounding it up. in being that, being that ballpark.
2: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Grant would get the Johnson. Johnson's a wing. He's one of the stars on San Antonio. He's one of the centerpiece guys. Uh, but yeah. I'm yeah. interested to see if they get something done here. Now we've talked to Grant a couple of times this summer, and he doesn't seem too worried about it. Like he's not going to be a kind of guy who's going into camp and going to get my deal and blah 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 blah. So I think he'll be able to play through it. But I think from a Celtics perspective, it probably makes sense because two years ago, he has this awful sophomore season. Everyone in our comments wants him gone, released. Then last year, he was one of the X-Factors on this team. So which grant is the real grant is what we're going to see this season worth going through the year, uh, seeing what they get from him. And then he's a restricted free agent next summer, so you have those rights on him. And if someone wants to throw a huge bag at him, you hit. Uh, but they're in yeah, an I interesting mean, spot with him because they need him at this point, especially with Gallo gone.
1: Yeah, that's true. That that's there's a little more pressure on Grant, but I I think um, I think that's in the Celtics' favor to just go into the season and see if he can duplicate those numbers or at least, you know, improve on them. I mean, he was essentially the best three point shooter on the team. He shot forty one percent. Can he duplicate that? If he does, then that's a that's a asset for the Celtics moving forward. That's a guy that you're going to rely on coming off the bench. And if he takes his numbers up to another level, then yeah, I, I think you you have to um, consider bringing him back, you know, for sure. So but I don't know if this will just go ahead and, and re-sign him now. Let's see if he can if he can do this again, especially now that he has that the, the minutes and he has the opportunity to do so.
2: Yeah, and it might not be a good move to give him the big money right now because that could become a bad con if he has any regression at all. We look go ahead with Duncan Robinson, exactly. which, is, which is still kind of crazy to think about. And Robinson's a completely different player. I saw someone throw his name out in the chat, but – Cool now, and he doesn't even play for the heat, which you know you do that extension, you get a guy in early, you give him a long term deal and money that he's earned to that point. The contract that you give a guy is about what he projects to do going into the future. And I still see some growth possible from Grant. They can see it too, and I, I think he's gonna have to kind of prove that he's worthy of that upward to twenty million because I think a lot of players are looking at now there's about to be a new TV deal, new CBA you sign a deal now. That's the money you're locked into, even after the cap goes way up. So guys are gonna be probably fighting for that extra million and two million bucks now. Well, um, so you know. much,
1: <clears throat> so much grand slander right now in the comment section. <laughs> Jeez. Here's the thing, though. You gotta keep them, like, Eric. You might yeah, have. Yeah, but pay you it. know where this is coming from, though, right? This is uh, what have you done for us lately? You know, let's face it. Finals. After game one. Yeah, I mean, look, he can. You can rope him in. <laughs> Lights and you can roll them in with pretty much anybody else you want from that second unit that just didn't show up after game one. Just you know how many disappeared. You know,
2: you know how many shots he hit over the last three games. How many shots he hit? Yeah, two, three, three. Yeah, that sounds about right. So yeah, he's he's got he's got something to prove here, and I don't think an extension is going to get done before the season. It doesn't make sense for you. The side I don't think like the Celtics say, we're at this number and he's going to come in high and that's sort of how the negotiation goes. They're going to be in two yeah. different places and where's they're going to settle? He's, His president is probably going to have to dictate that.
1: Exactly. Like you, you, you brought up Tyler Hero, man. He went off that that year in the bubble, that playoff. So he was coming off of that, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Hero's I mean, not an extension
2: big. either. He's another guy who might end up becoming a free agent next summer, but restricted. That's a good thing. You mm-hmm. take it. A- a free agency they're going and you get that right to keep right. them you take,
1: that, you take that chance and then if it you know if you have to match a contract if you think it's worth it then you do so
2: we got some sponsors here good friends at the garn report you brought up a good point though i'm, yeah, I'm, gonna, go ahead. I'm, gonna,
1: I'm gonna i'm gonna tease it right now we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side but you brought up a good point about about grant and uh essentially his future in boston i'll, I'll, I'll expound on that in, in a few minutes look go at ahead. that
2: Joseph Sway's in midseason form here with the tees.
1: <laughs> I got the rust out, you know, let's go.
2: AG1, our sponsor here at the Garn Report, Athletic Greens. Someone messaged me the other said They got it. They're looking for the phenomenal shirt, which still we're offering it. It's right here, the first piece of Garn Report. No, give me before. one of those. Send it over. <laughs> Throw it in the mail. We need them. We want to all wear them on ship opening out, night.
1: Ship out a dozen to Brockton right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Athletic Greens. They've been great. They've been an awesome supporter. I think we've loved this product as much as any sponsor we've had here. Because is it? You pour your glass of water in the morning. You throw a scoop of AG1 in it. And that's all you have to do. That's all the work there is. You're getting 75 vitamins, minerals adaptogens, probiotics for your gut health. These are all the little things you need for your health. And now the fall is coming. It's out there. You're getting out early. It's like 48 degrees in the morning. It might get a little cold. This has vitamin D, which is immune. And, you know, you eat an orange or something. All these little different things you do for your health. It's all in this one powder. So that's the thing about this. It's easy. It's got that tropical flavor. Uh, and you know the gear that it comes with. If you get a subscription, is really cool. Nice bottle to shake it up in, a nice container, green theme. Hold it in, and the reviews are through the roof, just way. Like, like they don't have to believe us on this. You go to any site that's selling right. it, their reviews are five stars. Everybody's saying they love it. This is a great product. We've all been on it for two months, feeling a little more energetic, feeling a little healthier. You know, with exercise and diet they have a great offer of course we're throwing in a phenomenal t-shirt if you give it it a try see if it's for you and you're going to get a t-shirt they're going to give you a year's supply of vitamin d like we said immune boosting and five free travel packs with your first purchase which again on the go you run in the work just rip it open pour it in boom there's your travel pack so that's all you're going to get with athleticgreens.com garden ton of value you've been taking in this joe sway like we all have it's easy yeah, man i've been on it for a piece, about eh? a month
1: now yeah it's good it gives you that uh i keep telling people it gives everyone that uh that second win, that midday second win. but you don't need the coffee and you know it's, it's natural so um i've been uh, trying to I, I took a sip of my, my coffee i haven't tried to come back on coffee it's my first one of the day but um <laughs> that that that's a big help for me you know 9 30 you know, you're gonna uh, be up all night joe sway no i'm good you know i'll get some work done and then all of a sudden i'll, I'll, I'll pass out Just like a couple hours after i have a cup of coffee i can go right to sleep so i'm good
2: that's athleticgreens.com slash garden shout out to them they've been an awesome sponsor here loving their product again a lot of cool gear that you can get with it too if you sign up for the subscription Absolutely. so give it a month give it a try for a month you'll get all that stuff you'll see if it's for you and uh you'll get a t-shirt and you'll be supporting this garden report our other sponsor here you know them well. I wish Jimmy was here because I think he loves this product more than anyone else, Is Calm. Calm.com oh, calm slash garden. You're going to get 40% just, off. i
1: take over the read right about now. If yeah.
2: <laughs> You're going to get 40% off a pre subscription with Calm support. What do you get here? Sleep sounds, the rain, mm. the lightning, the beach,
1: the cruise ship. You know, the whatever. The
0: calm
1: of the day. It is you, love,
2: you love the calm of the day. Tell people about Joe Sway.
1: So it's about 10 to 12 minutes every single day. Just uh, a, a great way to just do a quick meditation or even just, I, I call it again, you know, it's just the calm of the day. I always tell people like that, if you just say it's a meditation, I'm like, yeah, I, that's a part of it, but it's also just a way to just unwind for 10 to 12 minutes. And every single day is a different way of, of breathing techniques and just ways to just essentially just check out for a second, right? Check out for about 10 to 12 minutes and then resume, go back into your day, go back into your routine feeling refreshed you know that's essentially what it did for me so guys check that out for sure and that's be, what this uh, is all about your morning I'll, I'll be firing that up way more often during the during the regular season but yeah that's uh, that was always my go-to the call of the day
2: yeah your morning your afternoon your night right before bed those are the most important times. sleep essential to a guy like LeBron yeah. James as well he always says sleep is the number one driver of his production and is uh, for all of those different things and if we're, you're going to try the app, gives you the tools to improve the way you feel, reduce stress and anxiety through those guided meditations that Joe Sway mentioned. Your focus, music tracks to rest and recharge, uh, sleep stories for children and adults, new daily movement sessions are available now as well. There's a little bit of something for every Sounds going to sleep. That's my big one. slash uh, garden. You'll get access to everything they can offer there. 100 million people around the world use Calm, Joe Sway. So Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a health, happier, healthy life. That's calm.com slash garden. C-A-L-M.com slash garden for 40% off uh, Calm's entire library, unlimited access. Uh, so shout out to the sponsors. A few other things here before we wrap. Uh the first one that's more concrete here is Dennis Schroeder, old friend Dennis Schroeder, going back to the Lakers. I love the Lakers, Joe. Sway Not for reasons that I'm a big fan of them or
1: that I love to watch them. <laughs> no, no, they're just entertaining you. That's what they it is. They are so you entertaining. Got the side of the drama. They got, they got a little bit of everything for you, you know, some entertainment, some star power. <laughs> it is
2: nonstop drama. What is. And, you know, what? I lo- I've grown to love their fans, too. Cause no fan base gets up and stays up all night for Patrick Beverly trade, Dennis Schroder signing, and anything this team does, even something You're talking about says, Lakers spaces. On yes, Twitter? <laughs> Lakers spaces. They're gonna argue all night over Austin Reeves saying something. <laughs> like that's how they are. I love the passion. Maybe we'll start a Lakers. podcast. I think we actually have a Lakers podcast here on CLNS Media, and again, they love to talk about this team. And man, did they give them something to talk about re-signing Dennis Schroeder, who was on this team in 2020-21. They were an amazing team that season through the regular season, coming back off the championship. Schroeder uh, was awesome for much of that regular season as well. Then you had a few weird moments that he was awful in that first round against the Suns. Uh, the, he made some comment in an interview in German that I'm unvaccinated. Uh, you know, I don't like to take painkillers, and the only other guy on the team that's unvaccinated is LeBron, and everyone's like, "LeBron's unvaccinated," and it became this whole storm. LeBron, so that was like, a couple. Of, really, that was a couple years ago. You also have the thing where he reportedly turned down an eighty-four million dollars contract. So that's what a lot of people are talking about with this one. Signed with the Celtics last year on a, um, I believe, was it a mid-level? Yeah, it was a mid-level exception. So five, five six million. Yeah. Now he's back on the LA Lakers LA. on a minimum. So he's made about, like, $10 bucks or so, where he could have made $84 million. Head back to L.A., where they already have Westbrook, LA. Beverly. Beverly. Uh, I guess this is just where Schroeder's at. He made the first team all-Eurobasket. He was amazing with Germany. John and Jimmy love this guy, I think, a little bit more than you and I did during his time here. It seemed like trading him was a real turning point last season. Uh, and now he's going to join Le- LeBron Lakers and that whole combustible situation, which I can't see going any better than last year. Like these moves they're making are just kind of head spinning.
1: Yeah. But then it makes you wonder what's, what's the, uh, what's the big move here? They're like, what, what, what is leading up to? They with Westbrook? That that people talking about? Is, do they finally trade Westbrook and to, to Utah? I mean, out of all the teams, that's one team that I think would take Westbrook just to take that salary cap and I mean, take that salary in and, and sort of keep the tanking movement going. You know, Danny H has done that before in the past where he's taken guys in just to sort of keep it going and the minimum contracts and just see where you lay, you know, see where, where those picks fall in a few years or so. But for the most part right now, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, they're definitely not a favorite. I mean, do they make the playoffs? Maybe. I mean, with all the pieces that they made so far, but until they trade Westbrook, until they figure that whole thing out, they're not going to be one of the top four or five teams in the West right now, just not, not on paper. I mean, they're not going to get that. Not going to get that recognition now. If that deal does go down, though, Bobby, what do you think about that? Even if it's just someone like Mike. I think Conley, they look a lot better. Yeah, for, yeah if, don't they? I, I'm with you. If that goes down, and this is they, what makes if, me, if they this get is Bob what Donovich, really another shooter. If they get Mike Conley, you know, a facilitator who also happens to shoot. I don't know, 38, 39 percent from behind the arc. I mean, maybe a little lower now, but he still got a little juice left in his career. I mean, th- that would improve this team dramatically. I think. That's what
2: I don't get, and this is what I'm trying to figure out. That Westbrook situation went horrible last year. It, it, it was not, there weren't even signs yeah. that it might work.
1: That's a big misstep, man. That was it was huge. an
2: absolute disaster. One of the worst trades ever when we're going to look back on it. They trade a couple champions in Kuzma, KCP. They got rid of Caruso to keep THT, and now they're trading THT for It's a disaster. And I listen, yeah. I know it's a Celtics show, and we were like, oh, what are they talking about the Lakers for? But it's the rivalry here. You want both these teams to be good at the same time. 2020, we almost got a Celtics Lakers finals, and now they win that championship. Celtics kind of had an off year in 2021 as well, and now the Celtics are still up here in contention level. And like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers are right back at 11 as they stand now. If they do a deal like Harden for uh, Westbrook for uh, Miles My- Turner and Buddy Heald, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that team looks that could much be better. Tail.
1: Immediately yeah, I mean, we all and know about the report one. about Buddy Hill going to LA you know a year ago, so yeah, it wouldn't shock me if that if that if that um if they reignite that
2: and that would have changed everything. It's kind of funny to think that they're footing Westbrook for him now, possibly. But the Utah right. one makes some sense too. Like Conley's a shooter, Bogdanovich yeah. is a the guy they've looked at. Uh, they defend, Jordan too. Clarkson I'm used to play for the Lakers. Conley, for sure. There's a lot of guys on the Jazz that could help the Lakers, and I think the Jazz is a fire sale there at this point. Is there anyone on that team that would interest the Celtics? I was looking at it. Rudy Gay, maybe? Maybe. That's not I a like bad Jared view. Vanderbilt. So there's a couple guys there that could make Vanderbilt, sense of the Celtics, yeah. too. Are Danny and Danny and Brad getting on the phone, you think? Like, Is that a dynamic that, where they got uh, a relationship?
1: I don't know. If I'm Brad, I'm thinking so i really want to send Look a first out. round pick cuz that's always going to be it right give me a first rounder like no no i don't want two late second i don't want two 2028 20, you know second rounders i want i want the first round pick so I, I think if you're willing to go that route for someone like 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 some of the guys you mentioned a Vanderbilt or maybe but i don't know if i don't know if brad does that I don't know.
2: so that's what's going on in lakers land it makes my head spin every day i love talking with my lakers fans about the disaster going on out there uh, I guess the other only note I saw this week is uh, people were kicking this around. It was a loose report. I think it got deleted that the NBA might be announcing expansion this preseason. When Adam Silver got asked about it at the finals, uh, he said there's no plans for expansion right now. But the rumor has been for a minute that Seattle and Vegas are going to get NBA teams sometime in the near future here. And that, of course, leads to an expansion draft. Think you gotta protect eight players which shouldn't be too hard on the celtics when the time comes and who knows who's going to be on the celtics at that point it'll be like 2024 25 ish probably if this happens uh but expansion could be coming uh, our danger card who uh re- tweets about the celtics and you know used to write for celtics hub i believe put together like this little tool to do an expansion draft if if you know, the guys who are likely going to be protected by teams who are unavailable right now, who would become available. And it'd, it'd be those big contracts, right? The teams don't really want. So Seattle yeah. and Vegas would be picking up, like, John Wall- Walls of the world. or yeah, you know, Well, John Wall is on a smaller deal now, so he's not a great example. But maybe, like, Russ or Gordon Hayward or uh, Porzingis. Those would be the kind of guys who would probably be available in expansion draft, along with some young guys along with all those jazz names that we mentioned. Uh, so you wouldn't be a great team starting off right away if you're Seattle or Vegas, but Seattle was a great, great team for a long time. I think people miss that franchise. And, you know, we've done the Vegas thing, Joe Sway, and, it, you know, that is a great, great city to go to and visit and watch basketball. The Summer League, there's been a huge success. So I'm really excited about these teams coming to the fold. The other factor is i think the three teams that would probably come east would be new orleans minnesota or memphis and those are all you know three really good teams with great futures uh, who could potentially be joining the east sometime over the next couple of years here so there's a lot of different factors here that make this
1: super interesting yeah no question i mean i feel like the nba has been flirting with this idea one way or another the last four or five years so I don't know, man. Will they smoke this fire? I mean, I don't know if this year if they would, if it would happen this year, but
2: no, it'd probably be a it. couple of
1: years from now. Sometimes in the near near future, for sure. Yeah.
2: This person likes Vancouver, another city in Canada. Well, if they over. make that
1: announcement, though, that'll be that'll be something they did it this year.
2: Apparently, those preseason games are in Vegas, and again, I don't know if this report was one hundred percent true, but apparently, the Lakers are playing a game in Seattle, and. Another team's playing a game in Vegas or something like that, so it makes sense if they're doing something like that to have those announcements in those spots. A, a couple of teams are playing uh, off-site preseason games this season, and the Celtics are actually among them, uh, going to Montreal for that second Raptors game. So that's something to look forward to next month. I believe uh, uh, the Raptors are playing a game in. Uh, uh, you know, some other Canadian city as well. I forget what we would. Yeah, the was... the
1: um that matchup against the Hornets is not in Charlotte either. It's in uh Greensboro, I think.
2: Greensboro. So there's a couple of sites yeah. off off site. I know Tatum would want a team in St. Louis and then the Celtics would lose them. But that's probably not happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> as soon as this contract is done, he would be That's what he says. He doesn't he even hide on, it. Yeah, he said that in, in, on for the record. He was like if they open up a team in St. Louis, that's that's the only thing that would make me think, all right, I got it.
2: Was it Winnipeg? I think Winnipeg's that other city the Raptors are playing in. Yeah, so I'm thrilled. I think expansion would be fun. I, I think that protect, don't protect conversations is always interesting. But, again, you get to protect eight players. What would that be now for the Celtics? Like Tatum, Brown, Rob Smart, Brogdon, uh, White, Horford, you know, you pretty much cover all your rotation guys right through pretty quickly. There might be like one tough decision every team faces. The Celtics don't really have that big contract that they're trying to unload to right now. Fortunately, with Kemba gone, um, that's the other interesting thing to start this camp. Kemba still hasn't been released by Detroit, uh, so we'll see where. Yeah, he what do you think that is,
1: man? It's I was hard, reading. It's hard I, to uh, it's hard to do a buyout, or at least you're not gonna want to do a buyout if you don't have a team lined up. You know, I think that's, that's what, what it is, I, right? Yeah. so
2: thanks we might not see Kemba this year or again who knows uh, after he was starring with the Celtics just a couple years ago it was that all-star game right where he played 40 minutes is very well went downhill yeah. man so Kemba still a member of the Pistons maybe they just keep him why not have him in the room have him as a leader or whatever why not it's a young team yeah. and yeah, could that the mentorship. but uh, that's what's that's what's going on one week from tomorrow we will be at Media Day, Celtics coming together for all their interviews, photos, all the rest there that they do every season oh. to start training camp. And then I believe they'll be doing training camp right in Boston this season. No trip or anything like that. So that's what's coming up. I'm sure we'll be going almost daily starting next week here on the Garden Report. Some people coming in and out, guests, Sway, John, Jimmy, Sherrod, all back in the fold. Vacation's Definitely. over. Celtics season is here. Of course, Patriots season is as well, John. Tonight on the Patriots post-game show, so go check that out. Uh, go check out Celtics. on yeah, right. I got my,
1: my grand thing on, man. My take. Ah, oh, you teased it
2: and you didn't even <laughs> let it out.
1: <laughs> I know. Go I was ahead. gonna wait for you. I was gonna wait for you to finish, but then I'm like, shit, shit. I think we're running out of time here. No, I was just, I just gonna say it real quick. I, I want to say you, you mentioned this after Game Six, or maybe at some point one of those first guard reports that we did right when the NBA Finals wrapped up. But you were like, look. Right now, this is a good spot for Grant, a huge spot for Grant, because obviously the contract situation that we talked about. But also, he's essentially lined up to be the replacement for, for Al in a couple of years, right? That role, you know, whether that's being a starter or whether that's being that flexible guy that can give you that three-point sh- touch, also be a little bit of a playmaker for you, and, and do other things. You know, can he be that guy? Can he prove himself? So I think this year, could sort of that bridge year, where we see he can take on more responsibility because the stuff that we're talking about, Resting Al in the second nights of back-to-backs, and they're going to sort of reel him back. When you think about all the playing, uh, all the minutes that he stacked up during the postseason, which is obviously a good thing because you want him to be as refreshed as possible going into the next postseason. So this is a big spot for Grant, and obviously he's going to have to really prove his worth here. As you 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 mentioned right after the NBA Finals, and now it feels like even more so when you look at you know the signing of of, of Danilo Gallinari, and then he goes down now, and he's going to essentially miss the entire regular season.
2: I'll throw in there too. Al, I, we were looking at Al and saying, oh, all right, it's great. He, he's rejuvenated. He's going to come off this $26 million deal and maybe get him back on a minimum. And all of a sudden, the roster money-wise balances out a little bit. Listen, Al's made a lot of money in his career. But if he's still playing at an all-defensive level, he might say, I'm not taking a minimum. We want I want $10 million, something like that. And maybe at that point, you pay for it. But that's the other thing. If he keeps playing at a high, high level here, I don't know if he's taking a discount either next summer. You know, yeah. you're gonna have to pay him mm-hmm. if he's paying at a high level, even though he's made a ton of money throughout his career. You play at a high level to make more money, and uh, right. And
1: again, Grant's gonna have to prove himself. He's gonna have to prove that he can actually take his game to that level because that's that's what's gonna take for him to 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 secure a, a starting job, right? The Southern are gonna give him the bag if he's if he's not a starter, you know. So he's got to prove himself.
2: But yeah, he can be an he's
1: a starter for you, man.
2: He's got to shoot 40% from three again. That was so key this year. When the Warriors switched on him, that really took him out of the game. So how does he counteract that? He used to post up really well in college. So that's something you'd like to see him uh, implement as well. That's what they want to do with Gallinari, Brad was saying, during the summer. That's why I'm a little excited about Hauser. I want to see what he can do in that area too because he's a big body. He can post and shoot over guys as well. Uh, those guys just need opportunities and again there's a lot of guys with stuff to prove as you said Josue this camp Grant's got to come back in prime form Al's looking awesome in those pictures by the way that they're posting of training camp he looks like he's in elite shape coming in in this camp yep. uh, so, yeah, I saw that. so he's going to be ready to roll more than anyone I would imagine and Tatum and Brown are back in the facility it's it's go time here so all our coverage daily of this team and we are on the ground just as much as anybody else out there covering this game. Celtics All Access. Uh, just go to youtube.com/slash Celtics All Access on CLNS. Subscribe there. We do news videos, we do impromptu garden reports like tonight. It's all available over there. All our Celtics content, uh, of course. Check out the Cedric Maxwell podcast with Joe yes. Sway and Cedric Great Maxwell.
1: Blog, Bobby. Absolutely, we had we had. We had a lot of fun in that last episode. I don't know if you guys seen it, but check it out. It just went live uh, this morning, so
2: yeah. So new episode of that's out. Ashray Blakely, contributor here on uh, the Garden Reports, got the A list, which has been rolling throughout the off season with Gary Washburn now full time.
1: What uh, up, joining dude?
2: them? E. Lunas, Lunis, good friend, and uh, he's got full court press That's where you can get his NBA coverage. Of course, shout out to comcom calm, slash garden. Go check out that for 40% off a premium subscription. Athletic Greens, still giving you once-a-year supply of vitamin D, five-free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com garden, as well as the phenomenal T-shirt.
1: Yo, send those shirts. It was We're waiting on them.
2: All right, he I is Joe Pavone. I'm Bobby Manning. Great to chat with All you night. guys. Thanks for jumping in the room late night here after some football. And uh, we'll be back sometime over the next week here, probably for Media Day next week, I imagine it's the next day we'll go live. So we'll see you then.